Streaming reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 72. Demo, I have missed you so much, man. Not even kidding. I can't believe we're back. I can't either. I, it's been a long time. I can't, we've been renewed for another season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we've updated the set. I got new headphones. You got new headphones. We got a couple new pieces of gear. You're back. Now, you were you were out uh, in New York for a little while, so we took a little uh, hiatus. We took about three and a half months off. Yeah. Seemed a lot shorter than that, but uh, we're back now. Our two fans <laughs> texted me, and they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm dealing with some personal stuff, but it's all cool now. Everything's cool. Everything's cool. I got some texts, too. Everyone wanted to know what was going on, and so everything's cool, and uh, we're good, and you're back, and uh, everyone's happy, and... We're lucky to be here, and the yeah. listeners are lucky to have us back, as far as I know. The whole time, I was like, I just want to get back to the podcast. Because <laughs> really, I realize this is all I have. Yeah. I have nothing else in my life than this thing right now. Well, then let's get right to it, man. A lot yeah. has changed since you've been gone. A lot has changed. We're still reviewing things, right? That's what the show is? Yeah, but we got to talk about what's changed first, because every streaming network has changed 180 degrees since December. I have watched so much stuff and I've forgotten most of it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so disposable. Yeah. I did see a couple things that I thought were pretty amazing, but for the most part, I, I made a list of what I watched in the three months I was gone and look at it. And I, I'm like, what was that show? I don't even remember watching it. I, I worry that these things that we're reviewing, they don't really stick to your ribs. You know what I mean? Lately, no. It's troubling. What's your impression of what's happening right now? Well, I told you earlier, I watched nine seasons of Suits, which we will not be reviewing, but that was for nothing. I knew that we weren't even going to review it. I just watched it. That's how sad the last three months have been without you here. But um, You need some direction in your life, man. That's what people tell me, but then I'm like, what's the direction? They don't know. But I'll Not watching you, Suits, for well, starters. It's a good show. But anyway, I'll tell you this. The number one thing I've noticed is that we have hit... The COVID wall of content. How so? Well, let's see. Everything on Netflix is from another country right now. The Netflix originals have fallen off a dang cliff. Amazon has pushed all their Tom Clancy stuff, all their like big stuff, pushed it about a year and a half now. We won't even get into the movie theater stuff, but everything's just been pushed back and back and back. The Peacock originals are garbage. I don't even know what Don't get to... me started on the Peacock. Okay. I hate the cock. No, let's. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear you say that, but please elaborate. Go ahead. Okay. Here's the one thing the Peacock was saying they were promoting and saying, hey, episodes of Saturday Night Live, right? Full episodes of SNL. I'm like, finally, because a lot of that stuff is hard to find online. You think it's, it's all out there, but it isn't. I have been looking for this one sketch that I remember from the 90s for years. Okay. I cannot find it. And I'm like, here it is. The Peacock's going to grant it to me. Tom Hanks was the host. I find it. And right in the description, in the description is Carl Sagan's Global Warming Christmas. 
<laughs> it's right in there. And that's what I've been looking for. So I play the episode and it's truncated and it's not in it. It's in the description that it's in the episode, but when you play it, it's not there. And all I wanted to do was watch Carl Sagan's Global Warming Christmas. Now, I so like- I said, you know what, Peacock? I'm not going to pay anything for you. Because like they go, oh, if you want to you got to pay a little more. I haven't watched it since. Peacock can literally suck it. Wow. Now, I like that sketch that Tom Hanks was in with Denzel Washington where he played the lawyer. What was that called? Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, that was a good sketch. Oh my god, you're foul. <laughs> you're a foul man. All right, no, I do. I actually. But you do... understand what I mean? Yeah. Why are you even putting it in the description and not have it in there? Okay. By the way, the musical guests—they're not in there because guess what? They probably don't have the rights to the songs. Exactly. Here's the Quit only reason. Quit saying you have all the SNLs when you clearly don't. They don't now, but it's free though, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, and I wondered maybe if I pay for it, am I going to get, like, the full episodes? But I don't know. If anybody can tell me, if anyone's paying for the Peacock, if you get the full episodes of SNL. Are you paying for the cock, Joe? Uh, <laughs> not not usually. I'll tell you the one thing I do like about it, though, is that they released— Okay, so The Office is only on the Peacock now and 30 Rock. Two shows that I like to just have on because I work from home a lot. I like to have it on the background. Season three of The Office, for some reason, they released these extended cuts of every episode from season three. Now, The Office on NBC is normally 21 to 22 minutes long. These are 40-minute episodes. What? So there's like 16 new scenes in season three that you've never seen before. So it was Did like- Did your head what, explode when you saw this? You know, I watched every minute. You of must it. have I, gone ape shit. Yeah, it wasn't working. I was just watching it. But I mean, did you know this was going to happen? Or was this out of the blue? You're like, I don't remember this scene. Well, it said The Office super fan episodes or something. And I was like, well, that's cool. And I'm like, 40 minutes per episode? That's almost double what they cut it down to. So that was kind of cool. I don't know if they're going to do that with more seasons, but that's the one cool thing I like. And 30 Rock's on there. Other than that, I don't know. Their originals are, I don't even know what they are. I tried watching Brave New World. Oh, Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I watched the first three episodes, and I was like, okay. And then I go to episode four, and it goes, are you liking Brave New World? Why don't you start paying for it? Yeah. They, oh, I enraged again. Yeah. And, and they that, didn't even tell me that. They did not tell me that when I started, that we're going to give you the first three episodes for free, and then you got to pay for the rest of the show. They're messing with people, but that's an expensive show. I've seen that. We should talk about that another time, but. No. No, no. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even care for what I was watching. I, went, okay. I was like, I was like, nah, okay, I'm done. I wouldn't pay two cents for the rest of it. That show is basically softcore porn slash sci-fi. So I'm sure there's an audience for it. Not anymore. It's been canceled. Can we move on from the cock? We can. I have a note here. Netflix originals suck lately. Amazon push stuff. Is Apple TV still a thing? It is. What are they putting out? Uh, I don't know. But here's the thing. I got my mom an iPhone for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Comes with a year subscription to Apple TV+. Plus. My mom's not going to use it. So I got it all set up for me. So I will be able to peruse more Apple <laughs> Plus TV shows. Also, I'd like to mention regarding Apple TV+, Plus, the user interface sucks. The way it's set up, it's like you go to some other freaking network. You're like, oh, I want to watch this movie. Oh, you have to pay for it. I'm like, what is on Apple TV Plus and what is all this other stuff you're promoting? Just give me what I'm paying for. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. 
there's a Justin Timberlake movie coming out, I think, on Amazon. That's the only thing. It I've has seen. come out oh, when I when out. I was on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Some people said they really liked it. It's called Palmer. Okay, the last thing I wanted to mention about how the streaming services have gone sideways is that I don't know if you noticed this, but it's not just me. When you use Amazon Prime, it is so freaking slow. It's like using dial-up. I haven't had any problems with it. It's not just me. When you use Netflix, you can scroll through stuff. With Amazon, it's like click, and then you wait five seconds, and it slides over a thing. I don't know. And mine's not even on wireless. It's plugged into the modem, so I don't know. I don't know. Amazon's overloaded, I think. In all this chaos, I will say one thing. I love HBO Max. That's your favorite jam right now? Yes, definitely. There's a lot of stuff on there, especially movies. I've mentioned this before. They got the best library of movies, really. Way better. If you want to see something like, oh, I'm looking for this movie, go there. Netflix, they, they just want their own stuff. They don't even want to show any old movies anymore. They just want to plug their, their own content. But also, HBO Max has a lot of stuff from HBO Europe. There's a whole division out there that they're just throwing on the Max of all these shows that I guess they show on HBO in Europe, or it's a European division and it's only on HBO Max. I don't know. I've watched two shows, one of them really good, one of them ridiculous. I'll review them at some point, not this week. Okay. But HBO Max has been my go-to while I was gone. Well, I think we've, we can all agree that there were some streaming wars a year and a half ago, and when COVID hit, they everyone just got handed kitchen knives and said, now we're really going to battle because now it's just messy. I don't know. I mean, we haven't even discussed Paramount Plus. <laughs> Do you have Paramount Plus? I don't know. I think so. Did you have CBS Access? I CBS did. CBS All Access? I had the Star Trek thing, yeah, because I watched it for that. So I think you get grandfathered into Paramount Plus if you were paying for that. I watched Yellowstone. Is that on there? Yellowstone is not currently on Paramount Plus, but it is available on... Wait for it. Peacock. Are we going to review anything? Yeah, man. You got this big thing you want to talk about. It's very popular. Go ahead. I do. All right. So speaking of HBO Max, as you know, they have a deal with Warner Brothers because it's all incestuous. They released Godzilla vs. Kong in the theaters and streaming at the same time. I watched it. I just want to preface, I'm a big King Kong fan. The first movie I ever saw in the movie theater was the Jessica Lange 1976 King Kong. How old are you? Too old. Too old to be associating with someone like you. Okay. All right? So that sort of, you know, seasons my views on anything King Kong moving forward. I love the character. It was my first obsession, King Kong. Also, have you seen the uh, original Japanese Godzilla versus King Kong? Did you ever watch that? Of course you didn't. No. Wow, you're missing out, man. It's classic Japanese cinema right there, dude. Mm -hmm. Don't start sleeping on me! No, go ahead. I'm just listening. So, you got Kong Skull Island, and then you got Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and this is the culmination of all of that coming together where they go mano a mano, duke it out, and it's just like all the other ones, right? Where it's like the monster stuff is pretty good. I thought it was actually pretty great in this, and the human stuff is crap. So here's the deal. It's one hour, 53 minutes. It's streaming right now on HBO Max until April 30th. Then it goes bye-bye. That's the deal it goes. It's got Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, who I love on Atlanta, and then a bunch of other people. 
directed you're, you're by Adam mention, Wingard. You're not going to mention Kyle Chandler. Did I not mention Kyle Chandler? He's in it for like two minutes. Doesn't matter. Well, he's in it, yes. Mr. Friday Night Lights is in it. Clear he, eyes, he, full hearts, can't lose. Yes, okay, there we go. I'm almost done with Friday Night Lights, by the way. I got oh, one season to go. It's also on Peacock, right? I was watching it on Hulu. Really? Maybe it moved. I don't know. It's a shell game. It's like it's like it that three-card three card Monty. Three-card Monty. That's, yeah. that's, what the, that's what these shows are now. Look, I was watching Alien on HBO Max. Right. I was just for fun. I love the movie. Right. Got halfway through. I went back. It was gone. And someone goes, oh, Disney bought it. And it's over on Hulu now. You get this Modern Family, which was an ABC show, ABC slash Disney filmed at Fox lot now on Peacock. They make, <sighs> yeah, I, mean, it's just... I don't. Yeah, it's what I mean. Like I said, it's three card Monty with these shows. Back to Godzilla versus Kong. You're either on board for this or you're not. I was. The big thing is it's not even really about the movie. It's the fact that I watched it at home and it was just as good, if not better, than seeing it in the theater. And you want to know why? Whoa. There were no a-holes to deal with. The only a-hole I had to contend with was myself. Yeah, the man okay? in the mirror. The signal was great. It looked like a 4K Blu-ray DVD. It okay. looked great. And then it's like, oh, what did they say there? Back it up. Ooh, throw on the captions. By the way, I've turned into that person that puts captions on everything. <laughs> I've turned into an old man. I mean, it's like, I what did they say? What was, I just so I just go captions and I call it a day unless it's like because there's a lot of plot points stuff that I miss. Look, I'm just saying I'm gonna go back to the theater, right? And I'm not gonna know what's going on. Like I'm gonna be like, back it up, pause it. What I mean, I, I, where are the captions? I'm not. What's going on? I'm gonna be lost going into a movie theater because yeah. I've got the convenience of it. Now yeah. I don't do that with every show, but. 90% I have the captions on now, which is sad, but it's helpful. My God, I just started watching uh, The Nevers just the other night on HBO. Okay. Their, their new show. Yeah. It's like a steampunk Victorian era yeah, fantasy yeah. thing. Every other word, I had no clue what they were saying. I had to leave HBO, switch over to HBO Max and watch it there so I could put on the captions. Wow. Yeah, I know. This has nothing to do with Kong versus Godzilla and all that. I know. But I'm just saying, like, we're through the looking glass here, people. There's no going back. Put the movies out. Let them stream. If you want to go to the theater, that's great. By the way, do you know, do you know what? I also have another thing why I want them out at the same time. What? The big movies I'm still going to go to the theater for. What right? theater? What theater? I know, right? Well, we'll get to that later. But let's say I got to go to the bathroom now. Right. Okay. And it's like my entire life, it's like, I don't want to miss a second. I can't go to the bathroom. Now I can, though. Okay. Now I'm like, oh, I'll just go home tonight and watch the part I missed. <laughs> right. That's convenience. And I'm giving, what, I'm giving them their money. I'm giving, paying their $25 at this point to see something on the big screen. So if I want to, you know, relieve my bladder and not worry that I miss something, I have the, you know, the comfort of knowing I can come home in two hours and watch the part I missed. I'm saying, this is great. Wow. I have really missed you, man. I got to be honest. <laughs> You're the only I one. Just, I've forgotten all about demo uh in full demo mode and so there you go godzilla versus kong was a binge or purge uh, uh before i go before we move on critics 74 percent, audiences 92 i enjoyed it 
so much of it is like a ride at Universal Studios. You can see like they're literally designing the ride while they're making the movie. It's fun. Yeah, the human parts are crap. They've always been crap. It's nothing new, but I guess what I'm saying is what I really like is the fact that it was Kong-centric and not really Godzilla-centric. Godzilla shows up when they need him, but it's primarily about Kong, and for that reason, binge. I also want to say one last thing. It's totally stupid. I realize that. It's a stupid movie. But as far as monster movies go today, it was fun. So that's why I gave it a binge. Okay. I had notes on it. I'm not even, it doesn't matter. Forget my notes. Yeah, your notes you mean nothing. Okay, moving on. So, Demo, speaking of uh, streaming incestuousness, you know, a lot of times we talk about uh, people have never heard of stuff that we talk about. Like, oh, have you watched, uh, you know, whatever on whatever? And they're like, no. Time out. Yeah. That's one of the complaints I got when we were uh, taking our break. Talk about the big things. I don't like it when you talk about things I don't know. And I'm like, we're doing the show so you can learn about things that you don't know. Everyone knows about, you know, WandaVision and, you know, Falcon and the Snowman or whatever. Right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we are going to discuss those. We are going to discuss those. And we're going to try and do like a big thing. So we make some people happy where they're like, oh, they're talking about something everyone else is talking about. And I get your opinion on it. We will give you that. But at the same time, we want to talk about things that you haven't seen. So like, you know, oh, I heard about this on Binge or Purge. Now check it out. Right? Hidden gems, man. That's my whole, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. So here's one for you. So apparently AT&T the uh, telephone company mm-hmm. had a network called the audience network or something. No idea. No, of course not. They had a show called louder milk. Now this was done. You, you have no idea what I'm talking it's about. Like louder milk, louder milk. Okay. All one word. Okay. Now this would mean nothing except it was done by Peter Farrelly who, you know, one of the Farrelly brothers. So it's not the brothers. It's one. Well, they, uh, Bobby directed some of them. So Peter and Bobby both. Were All involved. right. Farrelly Brothers, Something About Mary, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Huge uh, comedy duo. Peter Farrelly actually wrote a novel called The Comedy Writer, which is very good. Totally outside of what we're doing here. but We don't discuss books. No, for absolutely for sure. In fact, it's one of the only books I've ever read. But he made this show called Louder Milk, starring Ron Livingston. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay, from Swingers. Office Space. And Office Space. Now, if, if people don't know who we're talking about, here's a quick clip. Those guys are right about you. Your money. Swingers. Yes. Those guys are right about you. Your money. Now, does everyone tell you that your money, Demo? Never. Oh, okay. They just tell me I'm broke. <laughs> that was my ringtone in college for about a year and a half, so that's why I have a particular attachment to that clip. No one ever said that about me either, but again, it was a different time. Speaking of swingers, while I was gone, what closed? The 101 Cafe. Are you serious? You didn't know this? No, I didn't know that. Are you kidding me? I didn't it hear that. It was all over the place. I wasn't even in LA and I heard about it. I you were a- here and you didn't? I just assume everything's closed by now. It's never coming back. It's done. Yeah, I guess. I, I didn't hear that, but that's sad. The very final scene of Swingers, in case people are wondering what we're talking about, was filmed at the 101 Cafe. Uh, I've been there uh, a dozen times. I've the, been there many, many, many times. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bummer. It was in I, the, I, uh, I, I can't believe we didn't know about it. I didn't hear about it, but I also have tr- been just trying to avoid the news because it's all uh, bad news. But 
Anyway, back to Loudermilk, Peter Farrelly's show. So they did two seasons on AT&T's network. It, and it opens, it says, an AT&T production. And you're like, what, the telephone company's making TV shows now, which I guess they were. And that's fine. It stars Ron Livingston, who we just played a clip of, Will Sasso, Anya Javik, who's a newcomer, fresh face, and really no one else that you would probably recognize. It's a rated R comedy TV show. It's a little bit hard to describe. So basically, this guy, Loudermilk, he leads a 12-step group. You know, Will Sasso is his sponsor. The girl comes in. I mean, it's hard to describe the whole setup, but it's basically centered around a 12-step group. And you can tell that whoever wrote it, Peter Farrelly mostly, and Bobby Mort was the other guy. Brian Regan's in it, I see. Brian Regan is hilarious in it. And he actually doesn't work clean, which he usually does with his stand-up, which is kind of odd. Anyway, it's centered around this 12-step group where Ron Livingston is the leader of it. And they're very respectful of the whole thing. Like, there's a whole kind of unspoken, you know, they, they never say what it is. They call it sober friends. So they never say, like, oh, it's this or that group or this program or whatever. So you can tell whoever was writing it kind of maybe had some experience with it. Will Sasso is incredible, is something that I never thought I would say. Something I never thought I would hear. Yeah, he's very good as a dramatic actor. It takes a few episodes for him to settle down and not do the sitcom eyebrows and stuff. But uh, once they get settled in, it's very, very good. The idea is that this guy, Sam Loudermilk, played by Ron Livingston, is an AA leader. Or Well, they don't, they don't say that, so forget I said that, but... Uh, he's a 12 step leader and kind of takes people through the program, but he's a giant jerk, you know, so he's kind of a jerk to everyone, but he's also there to help, which, uh, I think is a pretty realistic portrayal of, you know, some people and Bobby Mort and Peter Farrelly wrote this thing as if they had been through this themselves. I, I don't know if they have or not, but it is so funny, but it also takes like a dramatic turn here and there. And the big events, you know what I mean when I say, like, you, you write. You only talk about big events. Mm -hmm. There's big events every episode. There's no episode where it's just flat. There's always something that happens. You're like, oh, man, I can't believe that happened. Oh, I that's good. I can't believe this guy did this thing to that. It's just so every single episode. Now, there's two seasons available now that were put out on the audience network again no yeah, idea it says it says in uh december 2018 it was announced that the audience had renewed it for a third season right but something happened well here's the thing so seasons one and two came out on amazon as we record this i don't know a few weeks ago maybe i've watched them both fantastic the third season nobody's seen it's just been sitting on a shelf so so it's been shot it's been shot. It's done. Third season is supposed to come to Amazon sometime soon. No release date yet. So See, it's so weird because you're like AT&T made it. AT&T owns HBO. So why isn't it on HBO Max, but it's on Amazon? Maybe that's why the third season's not out yet. Maybe they're trying to renegotiate all that. I have no idea. It just seems weird, right? It's like, okay, we're AT&T. We're making shows. Okay, we own HBO. HBO Max is where we're putting everything. But we're going to yeah. put it on Amazon. I mean, it's three-card Monty, man. Yeah. AT&T delved into filmmaking very for a very short period of time. They had that short film competition. I don't know if you remember that. No. Nope. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
Loudermilk, a Peter Farrelly, Bobby Moore show starring Ron Livingston. Brian Regan's in it, like you said. This is one of the greatest things I've seen for sure since the last time we recorded. So I absolutely give this a binge. And when season three comes out, I kind of want to bring it up again to see how that turned out. Because this thing's been just in limbo forever. Sure. And I'm so happy that it's out. Louder Milk on Amazon. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Excellent. All right. Back to me, man. Okay. I have a documentary for you that's on Hulu. Now, I watched this back in November, getting ready to, you know, put it on an episode in January. Obviously, it didn't happen. So I've been chomping at the bit to do this. It is Skin, A History of Nudity in the Movies. It's two hours and ten minutes, which is kind of long. You know, for a duck, I'm like, "Uh, two hours and ten minutes. But it's pretty interesting. It's very comprehensive about the history of nudity in movies. It starts right from, you know, silent pictures and basically the fact that, you know, as soon as someone developed a movie camera, the first thing they were like, hey, let's take film of naked people. You know what I mean? It's like, it's what, it's what yeah. every, any technology, the second you get it, the first thing you do with it is like, how can we get off with this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah. human nature, every technology. So right from the day one, it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh look at this, nudies. So the, the, here's the thing. The first 40 to 50 minutes is interesting, but not really in my wheelhouse per se, because it doesn't really get to the stuff you remember. It's all set, you know, in like the ratings board and, you know, how the MPAA was established and all these like right wing guys that were going to be like the censor and like how the studios had to meet these things. And there were also like people like Mae West, who was like, you know, you know who Mae West is, right? Um, Come up and see me sometime. You've heard that, right? Okay. No. Oh how, my how, God. How well, old am I? It's it's film you're history. Not Forty years older than I am. I know, but Mae West. She's she's you know film history, man. Come on. Anyway, they get into her and, and, and all the different people that played their part. This is a lot of talking heads. It just to give you an example. Who's in it? Malcolm McDowell, Diane Franklin, Sybil Danning, Richard Roper, Mariel Hemingway, Shannon Elizabeth, Sean Young, Linda Blair, Pam Greer. Tracy Lords. And that's just oh, a tip Tra- of the iceberg. Oh, now you're Tra- interested. No, Tracy Lords is a whole other story. They cover, you know, sort of like the X rating, you know, and how like it was established for like adult movies, but then porn sort of took it over. So like they had to like ditch that and that's how you got NC-17. And look at, it's all fine and good, but it's the last half that gets into the good stuff. Creepy alert. Creepy alert. Once it gets into the movies like the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you're like, oh, yeah. And the reason is because they can interview people that are alive. Like, all these women that got naked back then, they're still alive and kicking, so you can interview them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. Now, I want to preface, some of them have not aged like fine wine. (laughs) Like, you see the clip of them back in the day, and you're like, oh, I remember her. And then they cut to them today, and you're like... I don't want to remember her. I know it's it's terrible, but it's like, hey, you know, they got old. What are you going to do? Okay, okay, uh, go okay. on. The best stuff, though, was Malcolm McDowell, right? Clockwork Orange, Caligula. Mm-hmm. He's funny because he's, he's yeah. he, he got naked in a Clockwork Orange. He was one of those actors just ended up getting naked in a lot of things. 
and uh, he's got a lot of good stories. But the coup de grace for me is a 1980s movie called Private School. Now, okay. it stars Phoebe Cates, right? And, of course, they also get into Phoebe Cates and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's one of the most famous. Yeah, you know, yeah, naked. yeah. You know that. Okay? That one I do know. Right. Yeah. Of course you know that. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll, be, I'll be right back. Yeah, huh? <laughs> you know that. It's that Cars song in stereo. You mean this? Anytime you hear the Cars in stereo, you think of that scene. There's no, there's no way around it, right? No? No comment. Okay. Anyway... Private school, Phoebe Cates, Matthew Modine, a bunch of other people, but it has this actress named Betsy Russell. If you're of my age, you know exactly who I mean, all right? She was, like, mega hot, right? Like, she was the whole reason to watch the movie because, like, she's going to get naked and everything, and they interview her for this, and I want to play you a clip of it. Now, before I play it, Richard Roper, the film critic, he's in this yapping away about everything, And uh, he kind of introduces it, but then the clip ends with her. So here we go. This is uh, Betsy Russell and Richard Roper talking about private school from the 1980s. The scene of her horseback riding is maybe the, I don't want to say the high point or the low point, but it's the something point of gratuitous nudity. Surprise! Because not only does she take off her top and ride on the horse, but then they give us a slow motion replay. Well, I said, how about if my helmet falls off and then my hair can blow in the wind in slow motion? And they said, oh, we love it. That's a great idea. When am I ever gonna look this good again? Why not have it (laughs) on film for the rest of time where I can remember, oh my gosh, I looked great and I have no problem with any of it. I'm reminded that Richard Roper is creepier than me when I listen to that clip. Well, I'll tell you what, I was just looking her up while you were playing that, and ay ay ay. Uh-huh. And you know what the funny thing is? I don't know if people realize this, but it says, it says where she lives. It says what uh, neighborhood she lives in, and what? it's about two miles from here. Really? So we might run into her at Ralph's or something, man. We might. We might. She looks great. Yeah. Now do you want to watch the movie? Yeah. I'm going to watch it right after yeah. you leave. <laughs> I'm going to watch about five minutes of it at a time. <laughs> Look, there's a lot to like in this. It's not perfectly made. Some of the transitions are like abrupt and awkward. Like they're interviewing some people and like they're in the middle of a thought and they just cut away. So it's not like, like, wow, what a documentary. But it is, you know, if you like nudity in movies and, you know, how things got made and it's nostalgic in a way. And what's it on? Hulu. Huh. Now I said like two hours and 10 minutes. It is a bit long, but you just got to get over that first 40 to 50 minutes and then it's gold. I'm telling you. And I don't mean because it's lots of nudity, but I mean, like, it just harkens back to that era when there was lots of nudity in movies. And they really don't do it anymore. Yeah. I, I think guess. probably because there's just porn everywhere. Yeah, I mean, th- you know what three, I mean? two-thirds of the internet is porn. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, oh, I got to go to see a movie and there's going to be, like, boobs or whatever. Like, does it, you know, it's a bygone era. So I guess okay. the nostalgic element is what I liked about it. Now, side note, it was directed by a guy named Danny Wolf. Never heard of him. I looked it up. He was the executive producer and directed a few episodes of Gigolos on Showtime. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that reality show, yeah? Yeah. Okay, if you haven't ever watched Gigolos, it was, uh, they did six seasons of it from uh, 2011 to 2016. It's ridiculous. It's a bunch of uh, Gigolos in Las Vegas, and they go around screwing women, and they film it. And you sit there, and they watch it, and they go, <laughs> how are they filming this? For those of you at home that don't know what a gigolo is, thank you, Dima. And by the way, one of the gigolos murdered 
his girlfriend. You're kidding me. No, his name was Ash. And he and the funny thing is he was all Zen and he did yoga and everything. Oh, I'm very spiritual. He's the one that, you know, strangled his girlfriend to death. Yeah. No, anyway, that, that Gigolos, what can I say? Anyway, the director, check out Gigolos if you really got, you know, nothing to do with your time. So in closing, <laughs> skin, a history of nudity on Hulu. Come on, it's a binge. And then just for the record, Gigolos on Showtime. Yeah, sure. Binge. <laughs> of course. Of course. Okay, there you have it, folks. Demo's in the pocket of uh, premium cable. Um, okay, anything you're looking forward to, man? I've watched so much stuff, I don't know where to begin. I've got a treasure trove of things to discuss in the next few episodes. I don't want to go back and do stuff that's like, you know, has-beens at this point, you know? But I did find a little nuggets here and there that I will share with everybody. And uh, we got a lot to look forward to. Look, I'm just happy to be back, man. I'm happy you're back. Man. You know what I, I, I mean? Like, I haven't been able to yap like this in forever. Well, I'm, I'm My glad... mom doesn't want to hear about gigolos, okay? Well, it's <laughs> not what she told me, but hey, I'm glad you're back, too. I've got a bunch of stuff I want to review. You know, we... We debated doing like a drive-by of stuff because there is so much in the backlog, but we'll get to it soon enough. And uh, I'm just happy you're back, man. I think the pe- the uh, the people are happy you're back. The masses. The masses, yeah. I heard you missed us. We're back. And we got a new Ozark coming. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. When is the new Ozark coming? Okay. Well, are you sure? Isn't that you know backed up because of COVID? It has been confirmed that season four of Ozark will be its final season. While there is no official release date yet, it will be comprised of 14 episodes split up into two mini-seasons of seven episodes each. I don't know. I mean, Top Gun was supposed to come out in 2019, so who knows? That's coming out in 2025, I believe, at this point, right? I mean, uh, when, is, when is Top Gun coming out? I don't know. I just heard it got pushed to November, so who knows, man. All anyway, right. anything else you want to uh, say before we sign off? Just the facts! Welcome back! Thanks for having me here. It feels really good to be out of the closet you guys locked me in for all these months. As always, you can follow Just the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming back. And we will see you next time.